listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. It's the end of a decade, literally. Welcome to episode 125 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. What a week 17 we just had, Garage Fam. Uh, just wrapped up a, uh, a late family Christmas this afternoon. Was watching some day games all day. Week 17 never ceases to amaze me. We had some best of times and we had some worst of times. But more importantly, if you are a subscriber to the Garage Guys Fancy Sports Patreon page, you had a fucking ball today because of the homie Drew Dean, who is not on the show with us this week, but he will be back, rest assured. He's, uh, he's chilling with some family in the H-Berg. Uh, unlike me, he doesn't live close to the family, so uh, you got you to get that family time in. But uh, Drew put in some damn work today. Um, we didn't publicly put everything out there on Twitter and Facebook, but if you are a Patreon subscriber and you got a hold of uh, the DFS rankings and uh, NFL best bets for Week 17, I'm sure that you had yourself a very fun day, four and zero on our best bets today. The homie Drew Dean never ceases to amaze me, just like Week 17. So lots to talk about on this episode. Um, again, it's a solo boy show. I'm going to be solo boying, uh, recapping the Week 17 NFL action that was. For those of you that play Week 17 in fantasy football, I said it on our Greatest Hits episode on, that dropped on Saturday. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to that shit. Spent a lot of time, a lot of hours uh, putting that together for you guys, we uh, we wanted to recap some of our uh, best moments of 2019. So it's available. Check it out. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell somebody that's never listened to this podcast uh, to check that out and then see what they think if they want to embark on this journey that all of you that have been loyally subscribed um, are on now and are going to continue to go on as we uh, stroll th- into 2020 into a brand new decade. But uh, yeah, just uh, going to be talking a little bit about some New Year's resolutions. Maybe have a little bit of talk about uh, what to look forward to in this upcoming dynasty season because I know if you guys are like me, you're already itching to get back into fantasy football. And a dynasty league is the way to do it. Uh, I am very, very fortunate to be a part of the Fantasy Twitter Dynasty League um, and and I love Dynasty. I've after my first season, I uh, actually finished dead last, which is a good thing, uh, especially starting up because now I get to look forward to some picks. Um, I did trade one of them away, which is probably going to turn into um, would have turned into Joe Burrow for me probably just because I'm such a fanboy at this point. Um, but yeah, going to be chatting about Dynasty, going to be talking about a little bit about the college football playoff. And uh, last night when I was watching it on Saturday, I decided to watch the Mothman Prophecies. 
And if you follow me on Twitter, you got to hear and see all about that. So might have to chat a little bit about that. But as always, this episode is brought to you by Garage Guys Fancy Sports Patreon page. The NFL season, regular season, is over. So what does that mean? It means absolutely nothing because there's still going to be DFS rolling out for the next few weeks during the playoffs. So be sure to get over to patreon.com slash garage guys. We're going to be putting out some DFS stuff. Drew's going to be hard at work. I'm probably going to be writing some blogs. I may even hop on there a little bit and tell you who I like in DFS. Something I haven't done. It's a creative season, guys. We're about to start getting really creative. NASCAR's coming up in February. We're going to have all new rankings, blog posts for NASCAR. For those of you that uh, aren't into NASCAR, now's a good time to start getting ready for it. We want to help you dominate in NASCAR like we've helped you dominate in the NFL this season. So that's something to look forward to. Lots of cool stuff coming up over at Garage Guys Patreon page. So get over there today. Subscribe to one of the tiers that we have set in store for you or in stone for you. Like, you know, like the stone like uh, like King Arthur drew that Merlin planted there. Yeah. We want to be your Excalibur. So get over there now. Patreon.com slash garage guys. Do it. Do it before it's too late. Supplies limited. JK, there's plenty of supplies to go around. Just get over there. Let's go ahead and dive into Seattle and the 49ers game. So I'm sitting at the house. We're doing our little family Christmas this afternoon. I'm kind of in and out of the game watching it. Uh, For those of you that have been watching the games today, you know there was some very important games in play, especially if you're a Saints fan like I am, um, watching the Green Bay Packers game and then watching this game tonight were like our two big games. And this game alone, like the Seahawks were so fucking close to winning it. Um, it just all boiled down to just like implosion, like right there at the end. Uh, Pete Carroll was chewing gum fast as fuck. That man is the most confident gum chewer in the game, hands down. Uh, there's nobody that can chew gum more confidently than Pete Carroll, I'm convinced. But even the gum chewing wasn't enough to get the dub. The dub was so needed. So now the 49ers are going to be the one seed, which I got to give respect where it's due. Huge shout out to Kyle Shanahan for what he has done to this football team this year. Um, They're playing lights out. Debo Samuel was looking like an absolute animal tonight, which I wish I would have played more Debo. I didn't have a whole lot of Debo in my showdown slates that I had rolling. But my God, was Debo Samuel on fire? Um, you know, it just—it felt like, you know, it was just so fast-paced. Seahawks didn't have any points up into, like, you know, I think it was halftime. And after they rolled out after halftime is when they really started uh, party rocking. So I mean, it's you know, you you always know Russell Wilson and company are going to come back. But I think the big story of the game was Marshawn Lynch is back. Other than the 49ers getting the win, Marshawn Lynch is back. We got to see Marshawn Lynch get a touchdown in this game. And I think that as soon as Marshawn stepped on the field, he had like a five-yard run. And, it, and you would have thought if you were outside of CenturyLink uh, field, you would have thought that like the Seahawks just scored. 
But no, rest, it, it wasn't it wasn't a score. It was just Marshawn Lynch running for five yards. So the energy was incredible in Seattle, um, but unfortunately, just was not enough to uh, to take down these 49ers, which have been a force all year. Debo Samuel, 27 fantasy points tonight. Um, he had 102 receiving yards, five receptions, 33 rushing yards, and a t- rushing touchdown. Just uh, absolute – what a year for Debo, by the way, just as a rookie wide receiver. He's somebody that you're definitely going to be needing to get in Dynasty if you can. Um, if you were lucky enough or smart enough to draft him, which, you know, we never really knew. But if you were smart enough to draft him in your Dynasty leagues, you know, a couple months before the season started, uh, you're you were a lucky man because he actually has turned out to be somebody great, and he's probably just going to continue to get better. I I can automatically see him being the one if if he isn't already the one in San Francisco. So just incredible game for him. Defense did their job. Um, you know they kept uh, they kept Seattle on their toes for a good while, but of course, like we were saying, they they just always find a way to get some points on the board there. Tyler Lockett actually had an incredible touchdown catch. Um, unfortunately, the fantasy points, you know, he got under 20 at 17. He uh, had seven targets, one touchdown for 51 yards, six receptions. Uh, Tyler Lockett was there. DK Metcalf, he was trying to get him involved a little bit late in the game. Russell was. Uh, Russell really didn't have, uh, a, 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 I would say, a superior game either. But um, 20 fantasy points, just kind of average, just what you're, you know, looking for when you when you have a fantasy quarterback. And if you did start him in week 17, if you were playing, you know, season long, you're an idiot for one. Fire your commissioner. If you are the commissioner, fire yourself. But uh, for DFS purposes, uh, you know, I, I know a couple of people that had him, and 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 some people were playing him in the showdown. I played him in the showdown, of course. I mean, you're going to want to play Jimmy G and Russell in this type of a situation, especially with uh, seating on the line and everything. But it was just a heartbreaker because right there at the end, like, you know, you I got so amped up for Seattle right there towards the end. Like, you know, when they were able to, to get into the position to get the touchdown, and then they had the delay of game, pushed them back six yards, and then that last attempt at the touchdown to Jacob Hollister for him just to fall right there at the line. The the San Francisco 49ers just did their job. And then there was a scoop from a, a defensive player, ran it all the way back. It, I don't think it counted by any means, but uh would have been incredible if it did. But just uh, you know, a hell of a game just for for San Francisco. And and you know, I'll go ahead and say this too. Seattle should easily get through um, the Eagles in Philadelphia. I don't think they're going to have any problem with that whatsoever. So they better watch out because Seattle would be coming into uh, San Francisco. And I can go ahead and pretty much already bank that once they get in front of them again, they're not going to let that happen again. Seattle will beat the 49ers if they get to Levi Stadium. If, if for some ungodly reason the Eagles beat them, which I have no idea how that would even happen, what would have to unfold? It would have to be some hardcore miracle dog shit going on. Like you remember when, when Nick Foles was, was running them, you know, it was dogs. I'm actually wearing the, uh, the Barstool Sports shirt right now that says dogs with Nick Foles with the dog mask on. It was just a, it was an incredible year for the Eagles. But, uh, 
But, yeah, Carson Wentz would have to be on some next-level shit for that to happen. I don't think that that's going to happen by any means. However, I know that if Seattle gets put in front of them again, if they get that opportunity, they're not going to fuck it up. Pete Carroll is going to put a whole bag of big league chew in, and they're just going to wreck fucking shop. So I'm really excited for that game when it does come, which I'm very confident that it will. Uh, But just couldn't make it happen tonight. It does suck. However, Saints are going to be at home for for the Saints fans that, that listen to this show. We have the Vikings. Just fingers crossed. Don't think we're going to have any problems, though. So, no worries. Rock and roll. We're going to have to go to Green Bay, and we'll take care of business in Lambeau. And I have no doubt that we can do that. So, looking forward to that NFC Championship game uh, that will lead us on to Miami for a Soup Bowl 10-year reunion, baby. It's coming, and we got a lot more playoff stuff to talk about. Um, I'll be getting, you know, a little bit deeper into that stuff when Drew's back. Well, I'm sure Drew has a lot to say. I hate that Drew couldn't be on this show because I was so ready to talk to him about the uh, the Miami and uh, and and New England game today. But uh, unfortunately, we'll have to wait until he returns for that. But uh, just good Sunday night football. Great game. Hate it turned out the way it did. But here we are, playoff picture set, and we're rocking and rolling into it. So I'm excited. Saturday and Sunday football from here on out to the end of the NFL season or to the Super Bowl. Going to be a fun fucking ride. Before we roll into the Week 17 recap, got to tell you guys, for for all of you that listen to this show that are loyal subscribers, um, just want to just say thank you. Um, for being a subscriber to the GGFS podcast. Thank you if you are a subscriber to the Patreon page. Just thank you for an incredible 2019. Uh, we've been all over the place. We, we found a groove. We're, we're, we're in that groove now. We're rocking and rolling. And I'm just so thankful for the Garage fan, for everyone that follows me on Twitter, for everyone that follows Drew, for everyone that follows us as a podcast, as a, uh, as a brand, as a, as a being in the fantasy sports universe. We just love you guys and we thank you. And as a way to show that, um, last year we did a little something over on DraftKings that was called the GGFS Playoff League. And we are rolling it back out for 2019 for all of our followers over on Twitter, our people that like our page on Facebook, uh, the people that subscribe on Patreon, the people that subscribe to this show, you guys and girls are invited to come fuck around and throw some money in the air and compete with us in DFS. So for the subscribers of this podcast, you're actually the first people getting to hear this. And if you're listening to this right now and you want to be a part of this playoff league that we're doing, then you need to go over to Twitter, go to at GGFS podcast, Go to Facebook, to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Facebook page, whatever, wherever. Send us a message and just say, I want to be a part of the GGFS Playoff League on DraftKings. And you're in. It's literally that simple. Uh, I'm not going to be announcing it publicly on my Twitter until New Year's Day. It will also be announced on the GGFS podcast Twitter on New Year's Day as well. So you guys are actually getting a leg up right now. So if you want to be 
a part of this league, you know what to do. Message me, message the show, message Drew, and let us know, and you will be the first to get in before anyone else can. So don't fuck around and, and just think you can wait until next weekend to just hit us up on the last day because that's not how this shit works. Once we reach 20 people, that's right, there will only be 20 openings for this league throughout the playoffs. That's it. 20. 2-0. And that's with me and Drew included. So really, there's only 18 spots available. We're giving you right now the opportunity to get in on that action. If not, it's first come, first serve, come New Year's Day. So don't fuck around. If you want it, you're listening to this right now, hit us up, get it done. 20 spots throughout the season up until the Super Bowl. We won't be doing it for the Super Bowl, just for the playoffs. So get in right now. Don't fuck around. Don't wait. All right, this week's, this last week of the regular season's recap is brought to you by RentFromDanny.com. RentFromDanny Instagram, RentFromDanny Facebook, RentFromDanny Twitter, RentFromDanny everywhere, RentFromDanny everything. Danny Boy Podcast Official, RentFromDanny.com Podcast Official slash Danny slash boy slash rent from Danny boy. That's an advertisement. Rentfromdanny.com. Go to rent from Danny, rent an RV, go do cool shit in the RV, and then write a review about it. And then Danny will love you forever. And he has badass prices too. Danny's a cool guy. I love the shit out of Danny. I talk football with Danny all day long. There was a really funny-ass post that he made with Walter White and Jesse Pinkman on his Facebook page, which you didn't see it if you're not following Rent From Danny. So just go follow Rent From Danny on Facebook. He's mostly active on Facebook and Instagram. Go follow Rent From Danny and then go rent from Danny. You can literally go have an amazing trip in an RV or travel trailer camper of your choice and you don't have to spend a shitload of money on it. We're going to be in the rent from Danny Mobiles at all of our NASCAR races this year. Uh, when we are at Daytona, when we're at Talladega, you can find us in the rent from Danny RV where we just going to be doing the damn thing. Uh, we're going to be repping dad's camper outlet. We're going to be rep, repping rent from Danny. So rent from Danny. That's it. Just rent from Danny. Okay. Week 17. Let's dive in. First game I want to talk about, Lions-Packers heartbreak. I woke up this morning and I'm thinking, this is a beautiful day. And this and this doesn't even have to do with the bias of me being a Saints fan. It's just like something about the Week 17 Lions playing the Packers. If you remember last last year, I mean, obviously the Packers were in a very bad spot, in a very bad place when the Lions beat them. When you had Pat McAfee just go and absolutely apeshit on a broadcast, which was one of my favorite broadcasts of probably the decade. Um, but 
I, I just had this feeling. I'm like, you know what? This team's going to come out. They're going to show out. They're going to do it. Plus, Matt Bowers of Matt Bowers Chevrolet and Ford in Louisiana, he's a, he's a guy that owns a car dealership. He actually told David Blau that if the Lions could win the game, he would give him a free truck, an F-150 or a Chevy Silverado of his choice. So David Blau had some shit to play for. Uh, in this game, whether he wanted to think he did or not. Um, and I'm sure he knew. He had to have known what he what was going on because the man scored the first touchdown for the Lions of the game, which was absolutely incredible. Uh, and, and they started on this journey of just being badass. And then they fucked around, and they let the Packers catch up, and Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers does, and he got them where they were. And, and also you got to give credit to Aaron Jones too. Um you know, great game out of AJ. I can never be mad at Aaron Jones for anything after him saving my fantasy football season. So, always got to give love and respect to Aaron Jones. But looking at this game in general, um, you know, it was uh, it, it wasn't what everybody thought it was going to be. Everyone thought that we were they were going to be seeing this huge blowout. Uh, by the Packers, and nobody was expecting the Lions really to do the things that they did. So a little bit of respect to the Lions, a lot of respect taken away for them just continuing to do stupid shit throughout their entire existence as a as a team and as a fan base. But uh, Devontae Adams doing what you expect him to do, 22 fantasy points, one touchdown, 93 yards, seven receptions. Great day for D. Adams. None of it would have been possible without the the man pulling the trigger in the backfield, Mr. Aaron Jones, which, by the way, he still has a fantastic mustache on his uh, DraftKings player profile. But uh, the mustache has disappeared since. It needs to come back, Aaron. If you're listening, this episode finds you. If this segment finds you, grow your fucking mustache out because we have to have at least two quarterbacks with mustaches in 2020. Gardner Minshew... Uh, will be the mustache man, and uh, what an incredible day for him as well. He didn't really disappoint whatsoever, and uh, but but yeah, Aaron Jones. Go back to the stash, denim jackets and stashes for Aaron Jones. But uh, 23 fantasy points for him, two touchdowns, 323 passing yards. Can't beat that with a baseball bat. It was Mason Crosby that finished the game up for him. And uh, I, I guess you would say the big disappointment out of this offense was uh, Aaron Jones just not looking like he was supposed to today. This this Detroit defense has been horrible against the run. We're expecting to see Aaron Jones just go absolutely ape shit. And uh, we didn't get no ape shitness. We got more of just some uh, just some shitness from him. And he, he was a pretty penny in DFS, too. So if you paid up for Aaron Jones, you were expecting to get some magical, magically delicious, Lucky Charm style uh, DFS chalk money, and it just didn't come. So uh, 19 fantasy points, you know, you expect better out of uh, out of somebody that you're paying $8,200 for. So uh, I wouldn't say he was the biggest letdown of the day as far as how much money you're spending. On these players, uh, I can guarantee you Mike Thomas was the biggest letdown in DFS for Week 17. But uh, Aaron Jones with 19 fantasy points, no touchdowns, 100 rushing yards, 43 receiving yards, two receptions. 
just um, you thought you were going to get more, and you didn't. But I digress. Detroit Lions side of the ball, does it really even matter? Does it? I'll put it to you like this. David Blau had the most fantasy points for the Detroit Lions today. And he had 13 fantasy points. So there you go. There's your recap. That lets you know how your day was. Keeping it in the NFC North, uh, the Bears-Vikings game uh, had a final score of 21-19. Bears won. Uh, Vikings sat Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, they set all their players basically going into this wild card. No Stefan Diggs, no Adam Thielen. Um, so... I guess you would could say that it's like it's almost like they think that they've got like a a first round or or something. I don't even know. It's like it's like we're gonna go ahead and pretend like we have a first round against these Bears today. But the Bears came out. They did their damn thing. Um, or I should say, David Montgomery came out and did his damn thing. Twenty fantasy points for for Montgomery. Where has that been all season, huh? Man, I will say this. As far as New Year's resolutions go, I will not be so quick to draft a rookie ever again. I thought that after Saquon coming out and doing what he did, that that could be repeated somehow this year. And I thought that David Montgomery was going to be that dude. And I wasn't alone. There was a lot of other people that thought that. I didn't think that he was going to be anywhere near like the freak that Saquon is, but I thought that he was going to be like the number one running back, uh, rookie of the year type shit, getting ready to uh, to unfold. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. But today, twenty fantasy points, not a bad day for David Montgomery. Everyone else on this Bears team just did absolute shit. Uh, Trubisky had like seven fantasy points, which in turn, you already know that that's not going to be good for the wide receivers. Uh, Allen Robinson led the receiving with, uh, I think it was what? 71 receiving yards. Yeah. He had like nine receptions total for like 16 fantasy points. Tariq Cohen had 15 fantasy points today, which was really cool. But, uh, on the other side of that, Mike Boone had the game. Finally, that he had the game he was supposed to have last week for everyone that had him in fantasy football. 27 fantasy points for Mike Boone. I like this kid. I like what he's done against the Bears' defense, even though they've been a little bit weaker against the run, it seems, um, in the past couple of weeks. But Mike Boone showed out. If you played Mike Boone, congrats. Everyone else did absolute dog shit. I don't even know how the score got to where it was. Um, didn't watch a whole lot of this game. I saw bits and pieces of it on Red Zone. But uh, there's your Bears-Vikings recap. NFC North crown stays uh, shiny and and snowy. But moving straight down to the south, from north to south, NFC South, Saints-Panthers, what a day. Didn't even really watch this game. Knew what was going to happen. I knew what was coming absolute domination if, if there's anything you can count on it's when the saints know that they've got to step up and play a game uh in in the past you know i would say yeah the past decade uh there's been some slumps but 
here the past few years, you know that if there's a game that, that matters, they're gonna they're gonna every time they go out, you know you gotta show out who sung that song. Was that Young Jeezy? Every time I go out, no, I gotta show out. Like that's that's the Saints right now. Drew Brees, twenty-two fantasy points, two hundred and fifty-three passing yards. You know, just another record-breaking day for old Drewzifer Brees. Uh, I think today it was the uh, the most career pass completions. So he beat out Brett Favre for that one. Good old Brett Favre. Favre. So another huge day, but the win was just it, it was just an absurd win. Uh, you automatically know it was going to go down. Forty-two to ten, Saints Panthers. Taysom Hill got a little action today. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 19 fantasy points. Traquan Smith, 16 fantasy points. So if you had Traquan in DFS, uh, he was a pretty good budget guy at 3,700. He was somebody that uh, that threw the flame on there for you. And then on the Panthers side of the ball, of course, you know Christian McCaffrey is going to do what he does. Kyle Allen uh, was back. So we saw some Kyle Allen. And then out of the blue, a new wide receiver is born, Brandon Zilstra, costing a whopping three grand, put up 15 fantasy points because everyone knows who Brandon Zilstra is. So go ahead and start ordering your Brandon Zilstra jerseys. Um, but but other than the uh, the the records that Drew got to break again today, it was just a snoozer pretty much. It was a kind of a given win. You knew it was coming. So if you did get to start Drew today, you started some Trey Quan in there. Congrats. That was your hot boy Saints and Alvin Kamara too. Hot boy Saints. Brandon Zilstra. Stop lying. You didn't play him. If you did, call me. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Falcons win this one 28 to 22. The big news of this one, though, Jameis Winston, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. First guy to ever do it. What a what a year. What a year for Jameis. The the golden turd of a quarterback. If if there was a that, that is the, the most perfect explanation of Jameis Winston and what he is. He is a golden turd in the NFL. Some people say he's trash, some people say he's great. Combine them together, golden turd. The golden shit of the NFL is Jameis Winston. Um but he's still out there doing shit. Today wasn't a whole lot. It was more shit than doing uh, 16 fantasy points out of Jameis. Not the kind of day he's been having. However, Rashad Perryman stepped it the fuck up. If you played Rashad, 134 receiving yards, five receptions, and a touchdown. Hell of a day out of Rashad. That money paid off well. 6700 You threw him in there. You, you did good. You got a little bit of your money's worth on that one. Um, and then the Falcons were pretty mediocre across the board. Matt Ryan with 18 fantasy points. Uh, for, for everyone that uh, went gung-ho on Julio, you, you probably got, got fucked up, roughed up a little bit for 8,500 only getting 14 fantasy points. But I, I wouldn't say that, that you got super roughed up because Michael Thomas, just his, his production today, I didn't even talk about it when I just talked about the Saints game because of how bad it was, but just backpedaling seven fantasy points out of this man. You paid like over nine grand for him, and you get seven fantasy points. I made the mistake of pulling the trigger on Michael Thomas. I thought that it was just going to be, you know, a, a, a run the table show for the Saints, and I thought that he was going to be heavily involved, but uh, he was not. So if you spent that much money, you got fucked today, and it happens to all of us. 
But um, other than Brashad Perryman doing the damn thing and the Falcons' defense um, getting, what, 14 fantasy points, the Bucks had 14 as well. So that if that tells you anything, that lets you know. And I think that the only reason that the Bucks got that 14 fantasy points was because Devin White from LSU uh, scooped up a uh, – I think it was a fumble, ran it back, got the TD, and I don't think that they even knew if it was actually a fumble or not. He just scooped that ball up, didn't hear any whistles, and he kept going. So, yeah, yeah, good job, good day for uh, for Devin White. Shout out to the boot, repping the boot in Tampa Bay. And now that I mentioned the boot, I'm going to take a little pause from this recap to just glorify the LSU Tigers for what they did against Oklahoma Sooners, what the fuck is a boomer sooner anyway? Um, Joe Burrow, seven touchdowns, more touchdowns, uh, I think, than Matt Ryan. I think that was the stat. He had more touchdowns than Matt Ryan in a fucking season, if I'm not mistaken. Incredible. How the fuck? This kid is about to take over the NFL, and if you are in a dynasty league, this this guy, if you're having the quarterback woes, this guy needs to be the first man on your mind. Uh, he'll probably end up in Cincinnati. I may or may not have already ordered a Joe Burrow Cincinnati Bengals jersey. Don't judge me. I may have done it. Dude is doing some legendary shit. Uh, LSU is going to be squaring off with Clemson in Nolens in the Superdome. So, uh, you know, that's that's always – I don't watch college football, but when it gets down to the nitty-gritty like this with, the you know, only two games left to the end of the season, I'm definitely paying attention. I'm watching some of these players, seeing how they're performing because these are going to be some of the guys that have a really good shot at, at being the ballers coming into the NFL. So you got to love every minute of that, especially when you're, you know, a pro football fan, uh, just getting to kind of see some of the talent that's going to be stepping up um, and some of the talent that's you know gearing up in the next few years to step up. So going to be an awesome game to watch. But uh, Joe Burrow, just incredible shit from this guy. I I, you, I don't think I've talked to many of people, and they, they all say the same thing. I don't think that I've ever seen a college quarterback this good. And, uh, and, and it's, it's true, and it's, it speaks ways, and it's just incredible to know that he plays for LSU for a team that I grew up rooting for. Um, my grandparents were, you know, are huge LSU fans. Um, wish my grandfather was still alive to see what they did this year. I know that he would just be over the moon about it. But uh, my grandma's been following, so shout out to the grandparents for their love of the uh, of the LSU Tigers as I used to call them as a child, still call them that now. That's E-L-L-I-S-S-H-O-E. Might have to make some T-shirts for the LSU Tigers. But uh, speaking of Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati, let's talk about the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns game. Getting back into this recap. Freddie Kitchens got fucking fired. Didn't really see it coming. I thought that Freddie was going to stick around. I, I thought that Cleveland was dumb enough to let Freddie stick around. But uh, they did sh- surprise me. Jimmy Haslam and, uh, and, and old, uh, old Dorsey decided that, uh, that they were, they've had enough. They weren't going to lose to the worst team in the league this year. 
but they did not play like the worst team in the league, which makes you wonder, should Cleveland have gotten the first pick in the draft again? Obviously not. Um, really, I think everyone's just tired of seeing Cleveland just get in there and just fuck up and waste shit. I don't know. Hopefully they can get their shit together next year with whatever coach they decide to take. There are a couple out there that are going to be on this coaching carousel, so um, definitely got to keep your eyes peeled. Um, this is going to be a fun offseason for coaches. But get into this game, Joe Mixon balled out. I don't know where the energy came from, but this this ass end of the season, Joe Mixon has been going absolutely apeshit. You bring in Joe Burrow to this offense, and Zach Taylor finds a way to like not fuck shit up, and it's going to be, like hands down, one of the most fun-to-watch offenses in the NFL. But uh, Joe Mixon with 33 fantasy points. He had 162 rushing yards, um, and I think he had two touchdowns as well. So just always good to see that, and Joe Mixon's only going to get better if Burrow comes into town. Uh, but the uh, the wide receivers didn't have that great of a day. Dalton had like 17 fantasy points. Uh, C.J. Azuma, zoom, 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 make the heart go boom, boom, 13 fantasy points. Uh, cool to see tight ends. You you guys know I love the, uh, the, the, low, the low-key tight ends, the ones that no one really ever talks about. I love it when one of those just have a day and they shine. Um, but we saw Baker Mayfield with 23 fantasy points. If you started him, at least you got over the 20 hump. And then the wide receiver that had the uh, that that did the did the most was obviously Odell Beckham. Jarvis had a you know right behind him with 16 fantasy points. Odell with 17. And then we had this kid Damian Ratley with 14 fantasy points for only 3,000. So if you if you happen to just throw some random dude with the last name Ratley because you had a pet rat and you were thinking about rats and you were like I'm going to pick Ratley today. Then you did decent. You got 14 fantasy points. I would say you definitely got your money's worth out of that. Final score was 23 to 33. Bengals, um, incredible shit. The Browns always just find a way to uh, to make magic happen, one way or another. They're gonna do it. More uh, more AFC North uh, action. Ravens Steelers 28 to 10. Ravens. You knew this was coming, uh, even with. The players being rested, this the Steelers team is just no match. They got to figure out their identity. Is it going to be Rudolph the Red Nose Fuck Deer, or is it going to be Quack Quack Duck Duck Oof Hodges? You know which one's it going to be? You got to make something happen eventually. But uh, the game overall was just trash. There was not really any player that did anything big other than Benny Snell with 15 fantasy points. And even still, that's just kind of like whatever. You're just kind of capping off the money. Um, there's really not much to say about this other than the Ravens' defense just doing work. And that's a wrap on that. I don't think that many people had a lot of people uh, or played a lot of people from that game. If you did and you're pissed off that I'm not going to really go into it, um, call my lawyer. He's really good, though, so I would uh, be careful. Be careful what you say, what you do. Uh, AFC West, Kansas City, Los Angeles Chargers. I told a guy on Twitter that he should, that he should not start Keenan Allen today because I thought that Phillip Rivers was just going to have a poo-poo day. I thought he had a lot of sex. wasn't going to be uh, you know that hype of a game. 
And uh, I feel bad, kind of, because he was like, all right, gun to your head decision. Who are you going to start today? Are you going to start Keenan Allen? Are you going to go Sterling Shepard? And I'm like, Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, Eagles defense. Hmm. I like that. But if you know me well, you know that there's like a like a tobacco warning label on a lot of shit that I say. So it's like, you know, this guy's nuts. It could pay off big or I could fall flat on my face. And so it was just one of those times where I'm looking at the situation. I'm like, Kansas City's defense has looked a lot better. I'm not imagining Phillip Rivers to do excellent shit, you know, because he likes sex. And he has like probably like eight orgasms before he goes into a football game. So he never really knows where his head's at. Um, But that wasn't the case today. Keenan Allen with 23 fantasy points. Um Sterling Shepard with like eight. So I was wrong. Sue me, whatever. Don't really know what else to say about it. It happens. It's fantasy football. We get crazy ideas sometimes. And we, uh, you know, in a week like week 17, you always like look at some of these, you know, second string guys or some of these guys that haven't really produced much in the year. And you're sitting there thinking like, okay, this is the week. This is the time when you leave a good bit of salary on the table and you just like hope for the best in these tournaments. So, but one of the, uh, one of the things that popped off, Melvin Gordon popped off 20, 24 fantasy points. thought Eckler was going to have more of that day, but he didn't with 17. He's still not bad for Eckler, but uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, you spend $200 less of your uh, DraftKings salary and uh, you could have got that 24 fantasy points out of him. And on the Chiefs' side of the ball, it was pretty mediocre, except for Damian Williams. 34 fantasy points. That's that shit I'm talking about. For $4,700, you got 34 fantasy points, 124 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, so just great shit. And, and not even that, four receptions and uh, 30 receiving yards. So Damian Williams, have a day. What a day for Damian Williams. Haven't really seen that much. And the Chiefs defense did have 13 fantasy points. So, I don't know. Uh, Tyran Matthews just got honey badger, uh, honey poured all over that defense. And they just, uh, they're they're getting a little fierce now going to the playoffs. They locked up the uh, second seed in the AFC. So, they get the bye week. So, going to be fun to watch them uh, as we continue on into the uh, ass end of the season leading up to the big one. So going to be fun to watch, but yeah, that game was another one that I uh, that you know flashed here and there on Red Zone that I would I was watching. the The one game I do want to go into that was barely and like this will be like a few seconds, barely talked about game. I I literally did not see this game appear on Red Zone once. I don't think I saw it one time. That's the New York Jets against the Buffalo Bills. That game had to have been so bad and looking at the score 13 to 6 Jets obviously it was uh they rested pretty much all of their starters uh for the Buffalo and my dumbass starts Robert Foster thinking that that's going to be something and it was absolutely fucking nothing so 
that's what you get for being a contrarian and trying to do some crazy shit. But uh, that game was an absolute stinker. Nothing really to say about that at all, except the Jets' defense. If you started the Jets' defense, you got about 14 fantasy points. So that's always cool. Um, definitely like doing that. So I started the Jets' defense today when I saw that all those people were sitting. So hope you guys followed suit on that one as well. Keeping it in the AFC East, Miami-New England. Let's talk about it. Drew's favorite game of the year. Uh Maybe, maybe Drew will uh, will leave us a, a message on the Patreon page or, or call in. Well, who cares? We'll talk to him about it uh, going into uh, the, the next show. But you always know that in Week 17 you're going to get some crazy upset. I personally thought the Lions and the Packers was going to be that upset today. But, no, the Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick just showed the fuck out. They've already lost that first um, – you know, pick in the draft. So they're like, fuck it. Let's just try to win another game. And they did. They did the damn thing. 27-24 Dolphins. Just, I don't know what it is, but like, I feel like that one team just kind of like low-key haunts the Patriots. Like, it's like, you know that the Patriots are going to whoop ass on them at one point in the season, but then somewhere along the line in one of those two games, some crazy shit's going to go down. And that's exactly what happened today. Patriots just had a uh, – they, they were having, you know, a time getting going. I think that the most fantasy points from the Patriots today came from Tom Brady with 15 fantasy points. So just a really mediocre trash day, but they're like, whatever. You know, we, we're, we're cool. We're going ha- to get this win. It's no problem. They went in. They got their ass beat. And now they are a wild card team. So – Crazy shit. Crazy to see. But Fitzpatrick, 27 fantasy points. You started him on DFS today. That shit always just, it, it's like money. Like Fitzpatrick is done being mediocre, it seems like. It's like, this was like one of the most craziest years for him as far as like staying consistent with fantasy points and not dropping off like he did in Tampa Bay. So can he continue going into 2020? We'll see. It's possible they're already wanting him to, to. They're already wanting to sign a petition for him to bang the drum at Arrowhead, and if you go to my Twitter page, you can see that right now, and you can go sign that petition. So it might be worthwhile doing that. But uh, Devontae Parker, twenty-four fantasy points. The kid just continues to show out. Fitzpatrick and Parker have been. It, it, Fitzpatrick woke up Devontae Parker, and it's it's about fucking time because. As soon as he came into the NFL, everybody was so hype on him, talking about him, how he was going to be the best, and he was just mediocre as fuck, and now he's finally doing the shit that he was supposed to do, it seems like. So, huge day for Devontae Parker, another big day, 24 fantasy points. He's turned into a, a savior for a lot of people late in their uh, in their you know season-long leagues and in DFS uh, as well. Dolphins' defense had 11 fantasy points, but uh, just... Uh, another beautiful game for Fitzpatrick, for the Fitz magic. It, it still lives on in Florida. You know, I don't know who Riff Raff is a fan of. I do know that he is from Florida, but uh, Riff Raff should totally buy this man a cranberry vampire Lamborghini. So somebody that knows Riff Raff, tell him to buy Ryan Fitz magic a Lamborghini and put Fitz magic on it. He needs that shit. We need to see Fitz Magic with that glorious beard rolling around in a Lambo in Florida. Just needs to happen. 
100%. Make it happen, please. Somebody, anybody, just do it. Do it for me. Make me a happy boy. Rolling into those afternoon games, just got to start off with poor little Dak Dak. Dakery had a hell of a game with Michael Gallup. 47-16, to Dallas beating Washington. It wasn't enough, though. They, they fucked around, missed the playoffs. The Eagles beat the Giants. But Dak Prescott, hell of a game from him, was another great fantasy quarterback today. Uh, ended up with 33 fantasy points. Zeke Elliott with 30. And Michael Gallup with 32. You had a wide receiver, a running back, and a quarterback with over 30 fantasy points. That is a hell of a day for a team. Hell of a day for anyone that's a Cowboys fan that played those three guys in DFS. If you had those dudes, that was like lock shit. You were in the money. Beautiful stuff from them. Redskins continuing to do their uh, their normal suckery. Steven Sims Jr. was like the one wide receiver that had like 18 fantasy points. He was only 4,700, so he was kind of a value play. He was also somebody included in uh, the DFS rankings that Drew put out for our uh, Patreon subscribers. So if you read that this morning, you probably had him in some lineups, so got a little bit of value there. But, uh, yeah, just wasn't enough for them Cowboys. Stephen A. Smith's already been online. He's already had his field day. Gotta love that shit if you were a Cowboys hater. Uh, the other big game uh, in that, uh, well, I wouldn't even say big game really, but uh, Philadelphia 34-17 over the Giants. Saquon did his normal shit. Uh, I think he had like a 68-yard touchdown run in one of those games. So that's uh, that's Saquon doing Saquon things. Sucks that he had to wait until the ass end of the season to make that happen though. But it always it seems like that's just kind of been the the story of him in 2019. You drafted him super high. Uh, people were drafting him over Christian McCaffrey, which I found absolutely absurd. But everybody, you know, you take what you get from like year one. You're thinking that everything's going to be good to go, and it turns out that it's not always that. But he uh, he ended up with 20 fantasy points. Daniel Jones with 19, um, and then Caden Smith. 17 fantasy points to tight end for the Giants. Caden Smith is obviously a thing that's obviously happen happening. Uh, if Evan Ingram, I don't even know if he's going to stick around much longer uh, just because it just seems like this Caden Smith kid might be somebody to, uh, to be looking at going into 2020, maybe in Dynasty as well. So keep your eyes peeled for Caden. And Boston Scott on the Eagles side of the ball is another one that we've got to watch for. So Miles Sanders only had about eight fantasy points. He was a huge letdown for uh, for most people in DFS. I know a couple of people that were starting him up, and I'm sure a lot of people had him fired up today. But Boston Scott's that dude. Um, and he was actually drafted by the Saints. I remember watching him coming out. He's, uh, he's from Louisiana Tech. And I don't think that this production is going to slow down for him. I think that we're going to continue seeing that rolling in to uh to, to 2020 another huge surprise though uh from this game like like with Caden Smith came from the tight end position on the eagle side of the ball Dallas Godert was like the chalk play of the day everybody was all over his ass because of Zach Ertz being put out but he's not even the tight end that had the most fantasy points it was Joshua Perkins 2,500 on DraftKings no one could have seen that shit coming 
Uh, he ended up having a touchdown, as I think what, what cracked him there. He had the four receptions, just as many as Dallas Joe Dirt. Um, so, yeah, Dallas Joe Dirt. Got to love that man. He's his sister. I'm your sister. I'm your sister. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the tale of the tape in the, uh, the worst division in football, what went down. Rolling into Indianapolis and Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew is back. He's back in full force, full swing. The stash is back. Cannot wait to see what unfolds for him in 2020. Uh, he's actually somebody that I got a hold of in uh, my dynasty league. I'm loving every minute of it. I can't wait to play him next year. There's going to be so much more development coming from him. 25 fantasy points out of him today. And uh, Raquel, Raquel Armstead, is that right? 4,400? Wow, 19 fantasy points. Oh, Raquel, look at him go. D.D. Westbrook with 22, Keelan Cole with 15. Chark has taken a back seat along with Conley. So it seems like Gardner Minshew is going to be one of those guys where he just gets it where it's got to go. Nothing wrong with that, though. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars had two fumble recoveries, three sacks, and a touchdown today. So uh, the defense was rocking and rolling for you. And the Colts just have pretty much given up on their season. It's, uh, it's pretty much dead in the water. Nothing else really to come from that. So, uh, poor little Colts. Maybe Andrew Luck comes back out of retirement because he realizes that architecture isn't the way. So, but at this point, I don't even know if he's the problem. I think they've just, after they got that ass whooping on Monday Night Football against the Saints, I'm pretty sure they've just kind of let go of themselves. So, it's what happens. Uh, the big AFC South action, though, I'm hyped. So hyped because I am like the biggest low-key Titans fan now. 35-14 to 14 Titans. The Titans are in the playoffs. They're going to be playing the Patriots. And I hope to God they win. Hope to God they make it happen. I want my boy Janu to, to, to keep sailing. I got my Janu Smith jersey on the way. 81. Got that thing custom made. Custom Janu jersey on the way. So excited for it. But the big story in this one, I told everybody this morning on Twitter, I told you, it's a DFS day, you want to make the money, put Derrick Henry in your lineups. And if you listened to me, and you did it, you had a fucking day. The machine himself put up 42 fantasy points today, 211 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. Um... Incredible shit from Derrick Henry. Well worth the $8,100 that you spent on him with your DK salary. A.J. Brown as well, 25 fantasy points. Just like the predict, it's like it's like predictable. It's almost predictable. Ryan Tannehill under center, A.J. Brown, going to have a day. Derrick Henry, going to have a day. Tannehill with 17 fantasy points. You could have done a little bit better with the quarterback, but, I mean, you, you, you can't not play Tannehill at this point. Like, him and Fitzmagic have been, like, the wildest things of 2019, I would say, as far as fantasy goes. And I know that everyone's going to be saying, oh, well, Deshaun Watson wasn't playing, uh, so that's that's the main reason why. doesn't matter. Titans are in the playoffs. A.J. McCarron, backup quarterback, 17 fantasy points. He had 225 passing yards and a and a and a inter, interception. Had him a little rushing touchdown there too. So if you start AJ McCarron, you got about the same fantasy points as Ryan Tannehill. So and you spent looks like a couple thousand less 
or maybe about a thousand less. Duke Johnson uh, had a decent day, 16 fantasy points, but who really cares, right? Titans win. That's all that matters. You know, I'm a little upset that, that my boy Janu didn't really get it get it done today, but you know, you know, you win some, you lose some. When you have over a million yards, you know, um, on the season, you know, you can't you can't expect to just be you know perfect all the time. So great season from Janu, by the way. Just uh, lo- love some Janu Smith. All day, every day. Want them all the time. Oakland and Denver. And briefly touch on this one because I'm still salty as fuck about Hunter Renfro. <clears throat> He's been on fire. 25 fantasy points from Renfro today. Derek Carr with 22, and DeAndre Washington with 21 since Josh Jacobs has been uh been on the sideline. Darren Waller had a great day as well. Broncos just died. There's no other way to explain it. Like, I didn't really even watch this game. But they rallied back somehow, and they won this game by a point, which is fucking incredible. Don't even know how to explain it or uh, or what what to fucking think about it, honestly. I really didn't watch hardly any of that game. I just caught some highlights with uh, Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro. They were your fantasy boys. So the fantasy boys lived on the Raiders' side of the ball. Derek Carr, DeAndre Washington, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Great days, great production from all those guys. Arizona and the Rams. It's another game that I didn't get to pay too much attention to. However, you cannot be disappointed with Kyler Murray and the year he had. Um, you know, he kind of quietly had a great year. He had 20 fantasy points in today's game, um, bringing to life a random wide receiver by the name of Demir Bird, uh, 19 fantasy points. And then Dan Arnold, 17 fantasy points. Old Dan, I've been wondering where Dan Arnold went like all season. Uh, he was uh, the third string tight end for the Saints, and he popped up in Arizona. So, might be seeing some Dan Arnold action in 2020. Might be somebody to look at tight end-wise in Dynasty. If uh, he sticks around, keeps that starting job, Dan Arnold could be uh, – I think he could finally have found himself a, a starting gig. They need a tight end, and if Dan Arnold can get developed, he could be that guy. So definitely something to look out for. But uh, Tyler Higby and Jared Goff on the other side of the ball, they've been the pair uh, the past few weeks – and I'm loving every bit of it. If the Rams keep using Tyler Higby like this, it's almost like Jared Goff has like got a new breath of energy. It's like since Todd Gurley died out, and uh, you know, even though the receivers Robert Woods and Cooper Cup did decent with you know both getting over 20 fantasy points, I just want to keep seeing Higby do this shit. I love the Rams when they're using a tight end. I mean, I hate the Rams, but if they use a tight end. You know, and they stay away from trying to fuck over the Saints in the playoffs. I might could let them into my heart again. I don't know. I'm just loving the production out of them using Tyler. Higby is finally getting the attention that he needs, that he deserves. It's about fucking time, Sean McVay. Don't let this stop. Let this continue into 2020. Give the Rams a tight end to cheer for. Tyler Higby, 22 fantasy points, 84 yards. One touchdown, eight receptions. Love, love, love that. Just any team, you, you want me to like a team, throw a tight end there and give them some touchdowns. I'll love them. 
I'll love him to death because I am the official fantasy tight end boy forever and always. And I promise you one of these days, I'm going to get all these tight ends together. We're going to sit down at the local wing stop or at the Buffalo Wild Wings. And we're just going to feast and we're just going to talk shop about what it means to be a tight end in the NFL today. What it means to be a tight end in general. Tight like a tiger. Tight ends. Guys, that's a show. That's the recap. That's week 17. We got a lot more shit coming for you throughout the playoffs. We've got NASCAR season coming up. We got some guests lined up for you guys for NASCAR. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be hyping up the Vroom Vroom races here in the next uh, couple of weeks once the uh, the the playoffs start to settle down. We get close to that Super Bowl, so get ready for that. So much more in store as always. We'll be back for you Friday. Getting ready to talk about. Saturdays and Sundays wild card matchups for the playoffs, some DFS action. Love you guys. Sports party. Repeat. Don't get me